Matthew chapters 5 through 7 contain Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, where the Christ comes to reveal the holy will of God, teaching us how we are to live. The Sermon on the Mount comes very early in the Gospel of St. Matthew, and it comes early in Jesus' ministry. His disciples are new to their master, and while they don't really understand how Jesus is going to be fully God and fully man, they do have some understanding that he's going to be a teacher and a rabbi. So this moment, it comes with a bit of unprecedented questioning when the disciples are there, there are these followers, they're there. They have some anticipation that God is going to send a Messiah, the anointed one, to bring healing to Israel, but they don't really know what this is going to look like. But this is not just any scribe, any Sadducee or Pharisee before them. It's not just any prophet that is before them. Instead, it is the Word of God incarnate in full human form. Moreover, the eternal Word of God is standing before them to give them a message in human language. This is where Jesus is, fully God. He is the Son of God and He is the Word of God incarnate. And He has now come to teach the very will of God. Thus, the Sermon on the Mount is quite different from a sermon from any other man. This sermon is from the very mouth of God, and its message and content is not up to opinion or question. It is the very will of God being delivered to the masses by God Himself. God no longer needs a prophet to come and speak for Him, for Jesus, who is God the Son, is priest, prophet, and king altogether. God is now using His own mouth to deliver a message that is here so, as we hear the Sermon on the Mount, let us have great reverence for it. Now, what we're going to do with the Sermon on the Mount is I'm actually just going to deliver it. I realize there's no way that I'm going to, to add to or upstage the Sermon on the Mount, so I'm just going to deliver it as a block as it is. So, let us enjoy the Sermon on the Mount and realize this is the will of God. The Gospel according to St. Matthew, chapter 5. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up to the mountain, and he sat down. His disciples came to him. Then he began to speak, and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger for thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You are the salt and the light of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything, but is thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world, a city built on a hill that cannot be hidden. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under a bushel basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish, but to fulfill. For truly I tell you, until heaven and earth pass away, not one letter, not one stroke of a letter, will pass away from the law until it is all accomplished. Therefore, whoever breaks off one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. 
But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and the Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that it was said to those of ancient times, You shall not murder, and whoever murders shall be liable to judgment. But I say to you that if you are angry with a brother or sister, you will be liable to judgment. And if you insult a brother or sister, you will be liable to the council. And if you say, you fool, you will be liable to the hell of fire. So when you are offering your gift at the altar, if you remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. Be first reconciled to your brother or sister and then come and offer your gift. Come to terms quickly with your accuser while you are on the way to court with him. Or your accuser may hand you over to the judge and the judge to the guard and you will be thrown into prison. Truly I tell you, you will never get out until you have paid the last penny. You have heard it said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. It is better that you lose one of your members than your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one of your members than for your whole body to go into hell. It was also said, Whoever divorces his wife, let him give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you that anyone who divorces his wife, except on the ground of unchastity, causes her to commit adultery. And whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you have heard that it was said to those of ancient times, You shall not swear falsely, but carry out the vows you have made to the Lord. But I say to you, do not swear at all, either by heaven, for it is the throne of God, or by the earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not swear by your head, for you cannot make one hair white or black. Let your word be yes, yes, or no, no. Anything more than this comes from the evil one. You have heard it said that an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist an evildoer. If anyone strikes you on the right cheek, turn the other also. And if everyone wants to sue you and take your coat, give him your cloak as well. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go also the second mile. Give to everyone who begs from you, and do not refuse anyone who wants to borrow from you. You have heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be children of your Father in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on those in the righteous and the unrighteous. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet only your brothers and sisters, what more are you doing than others? Do not even Gentiles do the same? Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them. For then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets that they may be praised by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your alms may be done in secret, and your Father, who sees in secret, will reward you. 
And whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues to be seen by others. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward. But whenever you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. When you are praying, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Pray in this way. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And bring us not to this time of trial, but rescue us from the evil one. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, neither will your Father forgive you your trespasses. And whenever you fast, do not look dismal like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces so as to show the others that they are fasting. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so that your fasting may be not seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust consume, where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourself treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust consumes, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. The eye of the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light is in you is darkness, how great is the darkness! No one can serve two masters, for a slave will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather in the barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And can any of you worry about add a single hour to your span of life? And why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all of his glory was not clothed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the fields, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown in the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not worry, saying, What will we eat, or what will we drink, or what will we wear? For it is the Gentiles who strive for all of these things, and indeed your heavenly Father knows that you need all of these things. But strive first for the kingdom of God, and in his righteousness all these things will be given to you as well. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring worries of its own. Today's trouble is enough for today. Do not judge so that you may not be judged. For with the judgment you make you will be judged, and with the measure that you give, the measure will give back. Why do you not see the speck in your neighbor's eye, but do not notice the log in your own eye? How can you say to your neighbor, 
Let me take the speck out of your eye while the log is in your own eye. You hypocrite, first take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to the speck out of your neighbor's eye. Do not give what is holy to dogs, and do not throw your pearls before swine, for they will trample them underfoot and turn and maul you. Ask, and it will be given to you. Search, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened for you. For everyone who asks receives, and everyone who searches finds. And for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Is there anyone among you who, if your child asks for bread, will give a stone? Or if a child asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good things to those who ask him? In everything do to others as you would have them do to you, for this is the law and the prophets. Enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the road is easy that leads to destruction. And there are many who take it. For the gate is narrow and the road is hard that leads to life, and there are few who find it. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorns or from figs, from thistles? In the same way, every good tree bears good fruit, but the bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus you will know them by their fruits. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of the Father in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name, cast out demons in your name, and do many deeds of power in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Go away from me, you evildoers. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who built his house on a rock. The rain fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall, because it had been founded on rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like the foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against the house, and it fell, and great was its fall. Now, when Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority, not as one of their scribes. So here we have the Sermon on the Mount, delivered there on the Mount by the mouth of God himself. Jesus, fully God, fully man, has come as the Word of God incarnate to give a message revealing the will of God. We give thanks to God that he took on this full human form that we could learn from him. This message truly was a gift to us, teaching us how to go on the way of life, how to move away from the way of death that brings destruction. And one of the beautiful things about this is it actually is an explicit message of the will of God. It truly contains the will of God on how we are to live. God, as we find in this, desires that we have joy in his righteous will, that we can have hope beyond fallen creation which surrounds around us, the commandment to be holy is a gift from God. Throughout this sermon, we find this message that says, you know, be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. These are the ways that you live righteously. This is the way of life. 
Oftentimes we may think of these as being strict rules. Jesus comes and he says, you know, come satisfy the appetite of God. But really, the command to holiness, the command to live righteously, it is a gift of God. And it is for the benefit of each of us that God would want us to be holy. It is a gift. Just as we find there in the sermon, as Christ comes, he says, you know, if, if you know how to good gifts, give good gifts to your children as evildoers, how does God not know how to give good gifts to his children? And the truth is, God does know how to give us good gifts. And the command God gives us to be holy, to turn from sin, to be people who live on the way of life, it is a wonderful gift. It is done for our own benefit. It is a, a beautiful thing. And as we find the Sermon on the Mount, it was never meant to be a secret. It was never meant to be kept away by the elites of society who would use it for their own advantage. It was not meant to be a weapon of rebels trying to undo the world around them. It was not the prized possession of a religious tribe meant to seal it away in a box and hide it from the world. The Sermon on the Mount was none of these things. Instead, it was meant for all people, that all might hear the will of God from the mouth of God and turn their hearts and receive His gifts and enjoy the happiness that God intended for us. So as we close, and as you've heard this message, I want you to spend some time in prayer. Pray that God's Spirit will come and dwell in you, that we may not forget the Sermon on the Mount. So let me share a quick prayer with you as we close, and then I want you to pray at home, even in secret. Precious Heavenly Father, as we have come to your message, Lord, let us apply the Sermon on the Mount to our lives, Lord. Let us come to it recognizing that it is your will. For all who have heard this message, I pray that your holiness would come and sanctify them, that your spirit would rest in them and move them out of sin and towards you. We ask all this in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, Anthony, did you enjoy the reading of the Sermon on the Mount? Of course. Well, with that, if all hearts and minds are clear, God love you and have a blessed day.